Thank you for joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. I am Miss Shannon, and here with my regular co-host and podcast live mate, Mr. Jayton Satia, Executive Director of the Twin Cities Film Fest. Jayton, um, uh, I just want to let everybody know a little behind the scenes. I made a request before we started the show today that you would drop a funky beat, and you disappointed me by not being able to do that. I'm a little sad. I'd rather disappoint by not giving you a beat than embarrass myself by giving you a beat. So not a, I'm okay with that. That's not a skill that you have hiding that I just haven't known in the 20 years we've been friends? Is that it? No. You know, there's a, uh, there's a couple skills that I don't think you know that I have, and I think in due time you'll, you'll get to find out. But, okay. but beatboxing is certainly not one of them. <laughs> I appreciate the art. Absolutely. Yes. I am... Uh, I'm mesmerized when I when I listen to somebody beatbox, but um, beyond that, I can just nod my head and, and that's my beatboxing right there. So you uh you appreciate it, you appreciate it, and you know you're like I will just uh, participate from afar, is what you'll do as far as beatboxing is concerned. Yeah, Fair and enough. I could ask you, do you beatbox? Is um, that part of your uh, your talents when you get on stage? That's no, how you get their attention. I am more of the hype man slash hype woman. In that scenario. So if you were going to go to an old school hip hop concert, I'd be the one going, yeah, everybody put your hands up. You know, I can do all that part. I can do that part. Me too. I can make a, yeah. See, I can make the appropriate noise. I, I can follow directions when, when somebody <laughs> says, put your hands put your up. Hands up. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yep. So I will give it, we can do like hip hop Simon says, I will be Simon and then you can do what I say and then we'll all be all right. And then I have friends though, who are amazing, like quote unquote award winning beatboxers. Like my friend DJ Snuggles, he's that person. So when we need one, I can find that. Um, and you know, everybody uh, should have a personal beatboxer to hype them up just I during agree. the daytime. Just to be, call them up to be like, dude, I just need a couple, couple beats. Just give me some. I know. You'll make me smile. And I think that that is a useful skill, just like it's good to have at least one acapella troupe in your, that you can call at any given time. Like that, you could just go, hey, I would like somebody to come here and just throw everything. Because they usually have some sort of beatbox type person in their troop as well that could at least do something and, and drop a bass line if you need it. So, so is there an app for this? I'm sure. Or should, there, or should there be an app for this? We'll look it up. There has to be a beatboxing app. <laughs> if there's not, we are going to create it and or make a ton of money. call beatboxers. <laughs> We'll send out a, uh, how would you do that? Like if you would like a, a, a request for papers, if we were looking for a, a professor or something like that, we'll do you that. You know, there's there's Fiverr, right? Fiverr, you go to Fiverr or Upwork and you can go, look, I'm looking for freelancers to do this by, you know, X, Y, and Z. It's kind of like that. But for artists, you go, look, I just I just need somebody to come on the call with me right now and just drop a beat and I'll PayPal you XYZ. Exactly. I think that works. So let's let's go on to our guest geeks. We have a duo. Uh, wait, are they? Wait, are you Maybe. I'm like, listen, I don't know. I didn't think to ask them beforehand if that was something. I didn't know that that was something that would come in handy, but maybe because they are two very hip people. So maybe that is one of the things in there. They are, they have a couple of things in common and I'm excited to introduce you to Larissa Larissa Garner and Justine Mastin, the co-authors of Starship Therapies, uh, their book that's available right now wherever you get your favorite books. Also, you can listen to their Starship Therapies podcast. So, Larissa and Justine, just because we like to put people on the spot, are you accomplished beatboxers? 
I wouldn't say accomplished. Oh, okay. But I, but I do. Do you dabble? Do you I dabble? Yeah, dabble. No, she dabbles. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I, um, I fancy myself, you know, an elite rapper. Okay. All right. No, I don't. Okay. No, All I don't. Right. Wow. Um, but I, but I love to make up little rhymes. <laughs> um. Do you have and one I'm, in mind right now? If she's just going to drop haikus on us. Like if I had a beat for you right now, if I was like. <laughs> is that the wrong beat, Justine? No, no, no. I was just, I was just feeling it. You're feeling it? All right. You want to give you a little I do, more? I do a lot of rhymes about, about my dogs. Okay. Uh, they're they're Pomeranians. And uh, <laughs> is that good story? And he is cute. I like to boop, boop, boop him on the snoot. Hey, that worked for me. Hey, you know, kind of that's pretty good. That's that pretty worked. Good. That worked. Hey, I thought that worked for me. Here, I'll, uh, like, you know, I'll give you time to think up another one real quick, and then I'll, I'll give you some inspiration, Justine. So, do you have another one um, that you would have here? Just a second. Um, I'll, I'll use the old school DJ in me because I know that this would maybe inspire you because this always makes me want to drop a beat. This particular one, you guys mm-hmm. remember this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I feel like that's always how you start. I have to share this anecdote now. Okay, all right. I I was at a a party uh, probably 25 years ago now, um, and some friends of mine who are, like, legit – DJs and right. and rappers. They were they were passing the mic around. Oh, okay. And it got to me. And you're like, it's oh. my stop. Just go. No, I okay. I was I was a very different human then. And I was like, what's a rap I know? And I was like, my name is Justine, and I'm here to say I love fruity pebbles in a major way. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. All right, good. Here we go. I like it. <laughs> you know, I mean that that mm. means that they had good marketing because if you had that earworm from sure. that's been a while since they were dropping that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well done. Mm-hmm. Well done. Um, Jane, the other thing that you'll appreciate about uh, Justine is that so uh, Justine, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but Jayton's, uh lovely wife is also a yogi. Uh, oh. Yes, and so uh, bring you guys up to speed on that because we would mm-hmm. like them, you know, if you want to uh, learn more about their book, we're going to talk about that today as well. But also, how did you decide that this was the way that you were going to um, share your knowledge as official um, licensed family marriage therapists um, and do that? So I do want to back up and go, first of all, how did the two of you guys end up connecting? What is the tie that binds between Larissa and Justine? Mm-hmm. Well, I already rapped. So okay. Larissa, why don't you <laughs> right. No, that's true. I don't I don't rap, but I can tell stories. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to go way back into the archives almost 10 years ago when I was in my first graduate program and Justine was in her second graduate program because mm-hmm. she's just really learned like that. <laughs> and we were paired up in grad school as we were training to become marriage and family therapists for some sort of skit. Like, before you can, like, learn to try and help the people, you have to, like, practice on people who you're not, like, you know, going to potentially hurt because you don't know anything because you're a newbie, you're a baby. Right. I don't remember what Justine and I were supposed to practice, but I do vividly remember sitting in front of her and doing, like, these very brief intros. And as Justine was telling me about herself, I was like, wow, this person is so cool and confident. I want to know this person. 
I don't know if I'm ready to know this person. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, funny story. We didn't become close friends for another, like, what, four or five years maybe? Yeah. Um, but that was the beginning. And here we are today, almost 10 years later, best friends, and we've written a whole book together. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, you know what? I can feel this energy that works. And, mm-hmm. and so, uh, Larissa, I have uh, my experience with Justine starts in the whole geekly realm. Are you also yeah. a geek slash nerd type person? Oh, my God, yes. I'm okay. rocking my Ravenclaw ah. team hoodie today. I just like, feel me. If, right? With the background that you have, I could see that a Ravenclaw would be in your future, that you would be a Ravenclaw. Are you also mm-hmm. a Ravenclaw, Justine, or do you yeah, not have a We're both Ravenclaws, mm-hmm. and actually, we, we give a little hat tip to that in our book. Where okay. We, yeah. We talk about all the houses, and we're like, and Ravenclaw, the best house. Oh, wow. <laughs> how, does, how does one determine which house they belong in? <laughs> Well, <laughs> you, I mean, you can just decide. Correct. Or you can. You can take an official quiz. A Potterverse yeah. quiz, which I will I send think, to you. I think I'm, I'm a Slytherin. I'm just saying. I think he's a Slytherin as well. I can see that. He's you a have Slytherin. a vibe. Yeah. He does. <laughs> he's a Slytherin. in a bad way. He's one of those. Like vibes a vibe. He's one of those Slytherin that'll be like, we're not all bad, but they're so cunning and kind of shady, but you're like, okay. You know, a little so shady he, goes a long way nope, in having fun. No, nope, I, I know. I, I am not. You notice I did not dispute at all that he would be Slytherin in me. <laughs> not, you know, I, I would be uh, similar to Professor McGonagall, where I would mm-hmm. be uh, a quandary for the sorting hat, because I have done this sure. a couple of times, where it would sit on my head and then go, Gryffindor. Like, it would, like, because I, 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 te- I dabble in Ravenclaw. And mm-hmm. so, it, but it would be like, are you sure? Do you want to go there? And they would go, just go to, just go to Gryffindor. Like I tried to, <laughs> I tried to skew my answers, Ravenclaw, and still came out Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. So on occasion, so I'm going. You can't hide who you really are. No, you can't. No. <laughs> one of my favorite, and this is an aside. One of my favorite Harry Potter nerd stories is that one day I was uh, um, out and about, and I have a Gryffindor necklace. Uh, with the Gryffindor house crest on it, and some person just at the store back when we could be within six feet of each other walks over and says, is that your family crest? <laughs> and I thought that was precious, and I said, yes. Thank you for yeah. knowing. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. Thank you. <laughs> the fact that I give off vibes that maybe I do have an actual family crest, I was crushing it that day. I was impressed. I was impressed. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us back to, okay, we know that we uh, all live in the whole geekly world. How do you go, you know, I'm going to take my, um, what is so important to me, and I know, Justine, you and I have talked about this before, just how you do uh, use your talents as a licensed uh, family, a marriage and family therapist to mm-hmm. actually talk to a group of people that you think may have been underserved as far as the mental health, mental wellness, mental illness uh, world, and to talk to people that do kind of see themselves outside of that normal, quote, in big air quotes, normal framework. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, for me, taking us back to grad school again, I kept getting feedback in my practices that I wasn't being authentic. And, you know, I I came from a background where, like, we just, we just act like we're a thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, just my, my first time I was going to be a, a server, my dad was like, well, just act like a server. It's like, okay, I can do that. Right. Um, and so I was like, well, I'm going to act like a therapist. Let me put on my imaginary white coat and get my, you know, my clipboard. And that's just not me. 
And as soon as I was able to really embrace the fact that, like, I'm just, I'm this awkward nerd who feels much more comfortable talking about supernatural than I am about, you know, like, okay, <clears throat> I have this colleague who's very into brain science. And, I mean, she can just sit down and, like, map out a whole brain for you. And that's, that's her authentic self. Right. That's not me. I'm I'm going to talk about like uh so are are we being dragged to hell by hellhounds today? <laughs> Is that what we're feeling? Right. Like and once I was able to embrace that and put that out there in my advertising, that's who I got. Right. That's who came to see me. And I think that it does showcase that there are ways that you build rapport and can basically shorthand Um, Mm -hmm. a conversation by finding someone who, you know, can speak in the same language that you do and in the same culture, which Mm -hmm. doesn't always go by those buckets that we think of first away. Like maybe it may have something to do with you, how you gender identify, or maybe it may have something to do with uh, what religion you grew up in or, or what heteronormative thing you're proud of. But it might also be, hey, I, I play a lot of Pokemon Go. And so if somebody else can talk to me in this language, I get them, you know, kind of thing right away. And mm-hmm. I think that that's of great value. So, yeah, I know that you also, Justine, had been doing the um, geek-related adventure yoga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <And> yoga <laughs> quest, narrated <laughs> yogic adventures. Right. <laughs> and I still have a water bottle that you gave me. This is Nerd Must Stay on it. I appreciate that. Oh. But, again, what was it that made you go, here's another way that I can uh, get into this particular uh, framework, and why was that something that was mm-hmm. important to you? It's really funny because it's almost the exact same story as – as the therapy. The feedback I kept getting as a yoga teacher was, you're not being authentic. You're acting like a yoga teacher. And I'm like, but isn't that what you're supposed to do, right? Shouldn't I be talking like this and like (laughs) wearing flowy pants and, you know, shouldn't I be doing all of that? And I just kept getting this feedback of like, this isn't you. Right. You're, you're pretending like Mm -hmm. you're, Basically, you're cosplaying a yoga teacher. Right, right. They were they weren't using that language, but <laughs> they would not. <laughs> but you weren't even doing it very well. Apparently, <laughs> like it was like bad oh, cosplay. It was like when you force yourself to be this character because you think you look like them, but they're just not who you identify with, and it shows. Right, right, it right. Did, right. It didn't authentically come across. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started kind of asking myself what's missing and the yoga came before the therapy um by about a year I started thinking about like what's missing why do I feel like this is inauthentic and what I realized was like I was ignoring this entire swath of my life that is my nerddom right I had just I put it away because well that's that has no place here and in the yoga spaces I was at it, it didn't right um and so I said, well, if the space doesn't exist, I'll make it. And, <laughs> and now you've carved out a nice little uh, world that people, I'm yeah. sure, uh, appreciate. And mm-hmm. Larissa, I'm always excited when we have authors on uh, because I am just impressed with the complete, the completionist in me appreciates this that you have this book. So what made the two of you guys go, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have this book, and here's what we're going to do. So what was the beginning of that inception process? 
Well, as all great pre-book writing stories begin, it begins at an olive garden. Or Perkins. Or Perkins. Sometimes at Denny's. Mm-hmm. But in our case, it <laughs> happened at an Olive Garden, um, and we were there after one of our joint supervisions because we were still moving through the full licensure process. And I was moving. Mm-hmm. I am born and raised in Minnesota, um, and at that point, I was living in Minneapolis. But I was going to be moving to Chicago, which is where I am currently. Um, and we were very sad. And I think that the nice waitress was bringing us breadsticks, and one of us was starting to cry, and that was awkward for her. Not so much for me, because at that point I was like, this is just reality, breadsticks and tears. And so as so she, like, drops the breadsticks, backs away, goes somewhere, does her thing. And Justina's like, you're just going to move and you're going to leave. And I'm just, I don't know if we're going to, like, still work on things. And I was, like, I was very adamant that, no, we will continue to have projects. We will continue to work together, because at this point um, we were, I was, I was working in private practice with Justine. Obviously, that couldn't continue when I moved. And so I was sitting there crying over breadsticks, very quickly trying to think of what is what is going to be this project that we right. can do together that can span this, like, multi-state distance. And, of course, it was writing a book. Wonderful. Um, yeah. So that was how it got started. Mm-hmm. And now we can find your book all over the place, including an audio book, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing, which is fancy. Yeah. We're a big fans of that as well. We we have recorded it, mm-hmm. and wow, that's a lot of talking. It is. It is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Jaden and I both have good friends that are professional audiobook narrators, and we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I auditioned for one. I was like, I don't think this is in me. <laughs> it is. It is a lot of talking. So tell us about the book, Starship Theraprise. Yeah, so uh, the book, even though we had that idea first, we realized, like, we can't quite jump right into this. We need to talk we need it to through. Yeah. What we, want to talk about. <laughs> we, need, we need a workshop. Yeah, right yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so we started the podcast basically with the idea of, like, it is going to be a workshop for us to figure out what we want to talk about in the book. Um, and our very first podcast is very scripted. Okay, all right. And by very, we mean it was totally written out by me because (laughs) I have terrible performance anxiety. (laughs) Mostly that's gone now, but I was like, we're going to write it all down. And if you listen to that first ep, it's like 15 minutes long. It sure sounds like we wrote it all down. So you're orating orating your your podcast. Yes, exactly. Jayden, you and I don't even know what that feels like. Like we, <laughs> no writing stuff down. No. What is that? Shannon <laughs> emails me saying we got to prep for this and this and this. I'm like, uh, what time do I show up? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like, um, I appreciate it though. I think I yeah. think there's a lot to be said about preparing, right? Yes. Prepping mm-hmm. yourself for X, Y, Z, and you want to put your best self out there. And I don't think that's un- unauthentic to write something down and or. Again, it is still your voice right. if you want to get something mm-hmm. across. And as you get more comfortable, um, your authentic self will just come out. And again, more of that format is always – the yeah. format is the scary thing, right? So first podcast, yeah. first mm-hmm. time on TV, first time on radio, first time writing a book. Right. It is an overwhelming, anxiety-driven thing because it's the first time. But once you get used to it, uh, it gets easier and more um, hands-on. But I'm going to commend you and say I appreciate you taking that first step 
and actually writing things down and that's that's being bold and that's being authentic to yourself so good on that and like you said you're past that now you can just like you're on here i don't say that's right just winging it you. Winging you don't it. know what i'm gonna ask you <laughs> <laughs> no that's true and part of me is still terrified but the rest <laughs> of me knows what to do <laughs> holding yourself very well together right exactly now. exactly <laughs> plus we're not that scary we're only mildly no but she knows how to deal with them because Ravenclaw's not, I, I, she's a Ravenclaw. She would nor, she would plan you to bits if she had the choice. Right. Which is really <laughs> funny because I think we're kind of two sides of the Ravenclaw coin because yes. the most important thing to Ravenclaw is wit and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I think, although we both bring both, that Larissa definitely brings more wisdom. Okay. And... And I bring more wit. <laughs> so you have to lead with yeah. one or the other. You know, or you can just be like the rest of us Gryffindor and just jump. Just jump. Well, and we'll figure it out on the way down. We'll figure it out. <laughs> it all works. So what's the meat and bones of the book? So what do you guys yeah. talk about that is either, again, from a, from a different perspective, obviously this is mm-hmm. your voice and how you're, again, yeah. I love the title because the geek in me is kind of like I wonder what, Mm-hmm. They're going, how they're going to tie it all together, especially with the title, or is the title yeah. just there just to get the eyes on the prize? So what the title is about is actually um, Larissa and I, in everyday life, will call each other Kirk and Spock mm-hmm. um, or Moose and the Squirrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> that one we haven't done. Ah. You should definitely be the brain. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Even though the height would be mismatched. Okay. The height, the height would definitely be wrong. Um, so the the title is just sort of it's like a flag in the window, mm-hmm. right? You know, like hi, we're safe geek people. But the book is not entirely about Star Trek, although Star Trek is in there, and we do yeah. do like to in our podcast kind of do a radio play, um, right? I'm Kirk, she's Spock, mm-hmm. and what's happening on the on the bridge of the starship Therapies? Right. Yeah. Um, so you know, on our on our ship, we travel to different fandoms. Yes. Um, and Larissa, do you want to give the quick and dirty about what what they could expect in this book? Sure. Um, I mean, I think the quick and dirty and what you can expect in this book is you're gonna find fandom based tools that is going to help you figure out how to make changes in your life, right? Like, when we sat down to write this book, we were like, self-help books can be very helpful sometimes. It's in the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can also be a bit dry and unfun. Right. And if that works for you as a reader, I am not here to yuck your yum. I am here to say go to. Um, but Starship Therapy is using therapeutic fan fiction to rewrite your life. It's all about how can you take the power of play and whimsy and modern mythologies i.e. pop culture fandom stories, how can you use those fan fiction tools to make changes both in your own life and systemically? Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the meat. That's that's kind of the nugget. Yeah. And then we go off. We talk about different, like, psychotherapy terms, yeah. ideas, techniques, but all using the fun, the power of play and fandom and stories. So hopefully, like, you're learning as you're reading, but you're having fun right. when you're reading. And it has to be helpful to be able to live in worlds that are based on creativity to help people mm-hmm. think outside whatever box they might be 
mm-hmm. you know, trapped in at the moment and going, well, how do I get out of this? Well, if you could use any tool and any resource, which hopefully we get to do when we're, you know, in these fan fiction worlds, mm-hmm. how many resources are now at your disposal if we go anything could be on the table because you create mm-hmm. it? Yeah, and we had a lot of fun each chapter in addition to, you know, covering an aspect of self-help. Um, we have a fan fiction, what we call in our business a case study. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, when you present the case of a person, um, we present the case of some fandom character. Right. right. So we get to like see, Link from The Legend of Zelda. Yep, so we're talking up. about the idea of post-traumatic growth. Mm-hmm. But we're not just talking about studies and the, the technique behind how one might do that in their lives. We're talking about how does Link do that in the video game. And then we have this awesome fanfic case study at the end of the chapter, which is, I think, chapter five. Mm-hmm. Does that feel right, Justine? That feels right. Um, where we envision this alternate fandom reality where Link is in therapy and we are his therapist. Mm-hmm. Love it. And he can speak. <laughs> <laughs> And then we also have either a meditation practice or a yoga sequence that's inspired by fandom at the end of each chapter as well. So that that have the most adorable art. I just I do notice, and so we should shout out your um, your illustrator, Jay Salvador uh, Ramos, um, Mm -hmm. as well, uh, Mm because I think that that is fantastic. And there's some things that you're like, okay, I need I need to see it. Mm -hmm. I can't just envision it. so you got this one done. How long did it take you to create Starship Therapies, the book? Like literally write it? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, from the moment you guys met at Olive Garden. Yes. Olive Garden. Yes. And cried over breadsticks to mm-hmm. today. How long is that time? Four been? years. Four years. Mm-hmm. That seems a, a very appropriate length journey because we have friends that are like, I've been, it took me 20 years to write this book. And we're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, and they wrote 10 pages. Right. <laughs> That's the slither in him. I was trying to be nice. He's like, no, no, no. We're like, it took you 20 years to do this. Well, I think we have a cyclone kid fighting. Say hi to mom. We'll call grandma in a second. Go ask auntie. <laughs> auntie will help you call so grandma. So can I ask you a question about we'll in, in the book itself? You sure, talk sure. about utilizing um, fandoms and pop culture to, to quote unquote get your basic dry content that typically is discussed in therapy mm-hmm. out there. Um, have you heard from anybody who's read it? Um, or at least somebody who has actually experienced it through through your narrative um, and kind of expressed if it's, if it's worked for them or why they found it in, intriguing. Um, because not everybody, you know, appreciates therapy. Um, some people are resistant to it. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like this is breaking that barrier because it still feels like it's a narrative fiction book that you're reading, but you're also learning from it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything in this book, Larissa and I have done with clients in session. So there's for years. There's nothing in there that we were just like, ooh, what if? Right. We did this. It it was all like we would remember something we did with a client, be like, oh, let's put that in. Um, And so these are historic. These are tried and true, like, Mm -hmm. kind of the best of our best interventions. Um, 
that have worked with clients over and over again. Yeah. Um, and our beta readers just... Betazoid readers. Betazoid readers. But to be fair, like, I, we picked people... We did. ...that we thought would be the audience, right? right. We didn't, for... you know, we didn't grab Joe Schmo off the street who was, like, on his way to the Twins game. And we're like, <laughs> read this book, you know? See if it changes your life. <laughs> right. But overwhelmingly, I mean, they had feedback that made the book even better. But overwhelmingly, they just felt like, wow, this is really going to help people. I wish this book had been around when I was starting therapy. Well, but I will say going along with that, we've had, I mean, like Justine said, we've these are techniques that we've used with clients in sessions. And I've had a couple who I've worked with for, or a couple of folks that I've worked with for years. And some of these techniques, I like started with them they were the first so some of some of the folks are very excited the book is coming out because they're like we helped you do this and i'm like you did you did help me do this Mm -hmm. yeah so that's why we dedicated the book to all of our clients because we literally could not have written it without them so it definitely feels like it was a community builder as well you know for people that Mm -hmm. are out there so i mean i think that we talk a lot about that mental health, mental wellness, mental illness journey for people, and especially what we've been facing over the last, we've had a very, you know, we'll admit we've had a very difficult uh, last couple of years. Um, And so when we are talking to, you know, your clients and and people out there who are looking for a way to go, well, I don't feel terrible, but I should feel better. That's one of the ways you had suggested, had described it to me before, Justine, um, is how do we help them go, here's a good place to start? Oh, I know. I gave you a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It's a hard question because societally, the societal message is still, even in 2021, that that therapy is for folks who are either very troubled okay. or at the end of their rope. You know, if you're talking about relational stuff, mm-hmm. um, the statistics a few years ago, I don't know what they are right now, was that couples spend seven years trying to work things out on their own before they seek therapy. Right. Mm -hmm. So by the time you meet a couple, Mm -hmm. they've already had a foot out the door for seven years. Right. Um, So what I tell people is you don't need to have something terrible going on in your life, which BT dubs, there's lots of terrible stuff happening just in the world. Right. (laughs) Right. So we're experiencing Mm -hmm. a time of cultural trauma. Mm-hmm. We are. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, <clears throat> excuse me, this is an opportunity for you to have an hour with someone whose entire job it is to listen to you without their bias. You know, our friends, our family, our loved ones, they can care and they can listen, but they always have some skin in this game. Mm-hmm. It matters to them. Like, personally, whether you decide to stop drinking, for instance. They want you to stop drinking because it's hurting them. Right. And so you're never going to get neutral feedback from that loved one. But you're going to get neutral feedback from a therapist. And how cool is it to have somebody that's like, their entire job is just to listen to you. Right. And be curious about you and all of the unique things that you do from a place of genuine, compassionate curiosity rather than judgment or that initial drive to like make you change things therapist just wants to hear about you 
one that you vibe with. You I, know? I'm so glad you described it that way, Larissa, that somebody that you vibe with, because I think that that's good for people to hear as well, because they go, I tried it and it didn't work. When maybe it was, you just didn't find someone that communicated to you in the way that you needed to communicate. Mm-hmm. So give it another shot and do some research. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like you were having the thought I was having, Justine, so I'm going to let you go. Yeah, I think we were having the same <laughs> thought, which is you can totally keep searching for therapists until you find the one that you click with. And we're still, you know, kind of the, the minority in our industry as these outside-the-box thinkers, but we're out there. Right. And there, there are therapists that you're going to gel with better who maybe they aren't into your fandom exactly, but they're curious enough to find out, and they're open-minded enough to realize that cosplay isn't pathology right pathology right like we exist and we're out there and i invite people to ask that question when they're kind of interviewing a new therapist if something's really important to you if gaming is really important to you and you game six hours a day and to you that is not just normal but very enjoyable okay you have no interest in changing that behavior make sure the therapist agrees with you right we're open to hearing your side. Yeah, the only other thing I'd offer is, you know, if, like, if, if you're a listener and, you're li- and you are thinking, wow, this book, this feels like it's speaking to me, mm-hmm. get the book and bring it into your therapist if you already have one and ask them if they will look at it with you. You know, not that they necessarily have to read it cover to cover, though, of course, my admitted bias is going to be that they should. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That <would> be great. <laughs> but they don't have to. Like, bring it in and you can start to talk to them about, hey, I'm interested in this. This is a part of me. This is mm-hmm. a part of the culture that either I've grown up in or that I've found because of how much fandom resonates with me. This book is talking about ways that we could use this in our therapeutic work together. Will you go on this journey with me? Will you figure mm-hmm. this out? And if they're a therapist that you've got a positive connection with, they'll say yes. If they say no, then, like, maybe it's time to say thank you next. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So speaking of next, do you guys have a next step? Do you already have a companion book in the works that you're working on? or are going to make a movie. <laughs> um, it is my dream. It is Justine's dream. It is my dream that, that we have a television series. That is my dream. And every oh. time I bring that up, Larissa's like, what would that look like? And I say, hush, hush now. Yes, Let's not true. ruin my dream. <laughs> with, and with why ruin it? You know, you know a Miss Shannon and a Jake and Satya who could help you do that. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like you don't know please, those people. We will need help. Right. Need help, please. It's not <laughs> like you don't wait. know people who produce those type of visual means. So, yeah, I can see. I already see what it would look like as a Netflix or an Amazon Prime series. So I, I can see Miss it. Shannon's with me. I can envision it. I can see exactly <laughs> what it would look like. And I, and I appreciate us bringing a variety of uh, mental wellness uh, and broadening that mental wellness mm-hmm. landscape with what we get to do with Starship Therapy. So let's tell everybody how they can find the book. Uh, so the book is available wherever books are sold. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. need to buy it from any particular bookseller. So if you prefer to shop local, shop local. If that's not available to you, shop big. Um, you can find links and information about the book on our website, starshiptherapies.com, and that's therapies with an S, just like the enterprise. Wonderful, wonderful. And let's tell everybody how they can support and follow you both if you're out on the socials, where you should find you other than the Starship Therapies website. 
Well, I looked this up, mm-hmm. so I'm going to say it right this time. <laughs> On Instagram, we are starship underscore therapies, again with an S. Mm-hmm. And then um, if you want to follow Justine as her own individual entity, you can do that on both Yoga Quest and Mind Body Fandom on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, we are at starship underscore therapies as well, Justine. Am I getting at, that right? At Twitter, we are podcast starship. Gotcha. Okay. okay. There we go. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then if you, for some reason, are like, I really want to at 2 a.m., hear what Larissa thinks about the Dragon Age video game series, you can follow me on Twitter. It's Fox All Ears. Oh, I will make sure I do that as well because I do all of those things, everything and above. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so glad you've all met now. (laughs) (laughs) Like so far I'm all like, hey, it's like, you know, we got to line up because I know Justine and then I know Jayton and then Justine knows Larissa. Now we're all family. It's all good, you know, kind of thing. We're family that we got to select which is always the best family. It's always the best family. Mm -hmm. You can find out more about what we have going on over the Twin Cities Film Fest by going to our website, TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. And we're already working on what's going on with the Twin Cities Actor Expo coming up in July. And before we know it, it'll be time for the 2021 festival, right, Jayton? That's all I got to say. (laughs) In the best possible way, like it sneaks up on us every year. It takes a year to put it together, and then it's just gone. Um, but, yeah, no, we're curating uh, content as we speak. Um, actually, you, you spoke about mental wellness and that it happens to be our uh, change maker cause this year's mental wellness. So we'll be spotlighting um, 79 films around that topic as well. So I'm excited. A lot of things happening. Well, I want you to make sure that you follow us on all of our socials as well. You can look for Be Our Geek Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can email the show at BeOurGeekShow at gmail.com. Well, one more thing. Uh, congratulations on your TED Talk, uh, Justin oh, Maston. Congratulations. So I was very excited to see you as your friend and see that. I was like, oh, that is so fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> so make sure you look for that as well. Again, you can email us, as I said, at BeOurGeekShow at gmail.com. Please like and subscribe to Be Our Geek wherever you find us. We appreciate it. It's free. And if you don't like us, you can always unsubscribe some other time. So <laughs> I, you won't do that, though, because we're amazing. So you both were amazing as well. So, Justine, Larissa, thank you so much for joining us. Will you promise to come back? We always say, you know, will you come back and see us again? We would love to come see you again. Thanks so much for having us. Oh, it is our absolute pleasure. Whenever we could connect with uh, like-minded geeks, we're here, and I apologize uh, for my Slytherin friend over there. So, <laughs> Come on, <laughs> To everyone else, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate you being part of this episode, and be safe out there because everyone's a geek about something.